and we do several <laughs> concerts. I mean, where just hearing loss, you know, yeah, my my, my hearing loss. Like it's, I I know I whenever I was a teenager and in my early twenties. I definitely looked at people who would go to concerts with earplugs as total weenies. Total weenies. Yeah, yeah. But like looking at that now, I'm like, oh my god, they're living in the year three thousand. Do you? Rem- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I bet. Do you remember the loudest? Do you remember the concert where you're like, that's it, my hearing's I'm gone. Ne- I'm never gonna hear again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was probably one of the times I saw Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Um, were you like right up front, or was it just loud no matter where you were? Both. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I was at the Black Cat in Washington D.C. and it was this band, the opening band, even which I also liked. It's always great when you like the opening band too. Called the Putouts, and they were a local group. <clears throat> they were opening for Super Drag. Do you remember them? No. Power pop band from the ninety. Buzz Binworthy on MTV. Oh God. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and. The guy had like a pedal that he would use, a pedal effect that he would use when he soloed or whatever. And we were standing right next to his monitor and it was like daggers in. And of course, we didn't move. Why would we move? I wanted to stand right there. Oh, um, God. It was like daggers at like, any time. It was like getting stabbed in the ear. Yeah, stabbed. I'm surprised that we weren't bleeding <laughs> oh, by the end. Um, because God. even when he would push the pedal and then he would walk out of the way because it, it sounded, because it was pointed at him. <laughs> So it must have been like a sword through the head every time. It was just, you know, and, and he would get out of the way even when he, he'd push the pedal and like run out of the way. Not even, not run, but you could tell he was like, I don't want to be in front of that monitor when it's making that noise. Yeah, who wants uh, to listen to this? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know why we just stayed right there in front of that stupid loud monitor, but we did. Oh my God. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. I'll tell you right off the bat, this is top five season three for me right now. You think so? Oh, 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 I love this episode. I I had totally forgotten all about this episode, and it was like I was watching it for the first time, which is really what the point of this whole thing is. It was so, uh, so cringy, but not like bad cringy. Yeah. Because Grace and I occasionally will watch like cringe comp videos on YouTube just to, just to get a laugh. Um, and this was right up on that level, I think. Well, I don't. I'm not familiar with that the, that video series that you mentioned. Cringe comps. Yeah. Oh my god. You. I'll, I'll so show this, you a couple after this. Okay. Um, but it's just uh, there's. You're just so embarrassed for the person, I guess. Yes. Is, okay. Okay. So I, I get the concept. I guess I didn't know if there was a special. Yeah. So what you're saying, like this is to me like classic sitcom mistaken identity. But, like, with a Seinfeld <laughs> twist, you know what I mean? This is like um, Three's Company. Do you remember that? Ever heard of that? Uh, I mean, I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, John Ritter. Anyway, there was always some weird misunderstanding. I mean, and, but they took it to literally the extreme. They took it to the extremists. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they've they taken the uh, mistaken identity. Yeah. This is a classic sitcom, sitcom trope, I guess I'm trying to say, but done with a Seinfeld twist. Kind of like we've seen the bottle episode done mm-hmm. with a Seinfeld twist. You know, they're waiting for just a simple. And, I, I mean, I had just forgotten all about this. And when you read the synopsis, I was like, Boy, that's the other thing. <laughs> Five years ago, this wouldn't be timely. Oh my god! Now I hate this. Is you timely. could make this today. Just take the script and put it on. Uh, I don't know. I can't think Honestly, of a similar. I think well, how the, about your mother? I know that's thing, off the air now. The only thing I think you'd have to take out of it is the guns. That, that's literally the only thing. You I think, think so? Why would you take those out? Uh, I, I think that might be pushing it a little bit too far for current network TV. Yeah. But I, you I could, don't know. You could still do the exact same script, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I know How I Met Your Mother is also off the air now, but you could take those char- those four characters and do this exact same script today, and it would be 
People would go, oh my gosh, they got two bullet, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this yeah. is so unbelievably timely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get into it. But before that, what do we have? Uh, do we, we, there's no other, no other news, oh, newsworthy well, bits, right? So uh, there, the only bit of news I saw from Jerry Seinfeld's world was he was being sued by a guy for selling him a counterfeit Porsche. Jerry Seinfeld sold a oh, Porsche. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a counterfeit Porsche. I don't know how you get into the counterfeit Porsching <laughs> business, but... Or the Porsche counterfeiting business, but um, <laughs> counterfeit Porsching. Uh, but anyway, now Jerry is suing the guy that sold him the counterfeit Porsche. So I'm sure that whoever sold that guy the counterfeit Porsche uh, should look out for a summons very soon. But that's the latest that I saw in in the uh, the current world of Seinfeld current events. Um, but yeah, besides that, the only homework that we had last week that I had, as far as I know, was uh, to look at the uh, captions and see George yelling no. When oh, Kramer yeah, picks up yeah. the, and Did I went back, it? sure enough, yeah, and there it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was that? Don't ask me. My guess is, and and this this is episode, it just like the next scene, like fading into that one, maybe. But there's no reason for George to be yelling no, no, there's not. <laughs> so my guess so is, what was it? My guess is it was a mistake because it's definitely Jason Alexander yelling. My guess is they needed a sound effect that they didn't have for that scene. <laughs> Of a baby yelling, and so they affected, or they just threw in a Costanza thing, or maybe it was supposed to. They didn't think people would notice it wasn't uh, that it was Jason Alexander. But it's the ca- so clearly Jason Alexander. Yeah, voice, and I think though. the caption guy was like, because I didn't notice it, but the caption guy was like, "Oh, that's Jason Alexander." All right, George yells no, and like you idiot, you just blew it. I think it was just bad ADR. And this you episode, so? the limo has some bad ADR in it as well. I don't know if you noticed. I uh, I didn't catch I'll, that. I'll, if you pointed out, I'll point out the yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just they needed a sound effect of some, someone yelling no, and we were supposed oh to think it was God. Jerry or the husband uh. or something like that. And that's my guess, because there's no reason for the, George that, Costanza to be yelling no in that that's scene. That's the most logical excuse, yeah, I think. Yeah. Or the most logical reason, I believe. Um, but my God. Like, <laughs> it's just amazing to think, oh, okay, we need some, we need some ADR for yeah. this scene. We'll get... One of our main characters yeah, 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 yeah. to scream no. no. Not even like probably one of the like dozens of extras they had on set that right, day. Right, right. I wonder if you went back. One of one of the recognizable voices of the show. I wonder if you went back, you could you could find that same no somewhere. <laughs> like they they didn't have any actors on set. They were in the editing bay, and they were like, God, you know what this needs? This needs something to let people know that this he just dropped needs the baby. A no here. This needs a scream. And and they were like, go back and find someone yelling no. And like, well, here's Costanza yelling no. Is that okay? Like, yeah, just shove it in there. That's sure, fine. why not? Yeah. So maybe it was even post-production at this point, you know, and they maybe. were like, everyone's gone from the set maybe, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that, that's all. That's that's my, my theory on this. But I don't know. Maybe we can do some more Googling. Because just like Joe Gibbs, people have asked that question before online. And there, there's been no good answer to it. But maybe there's an answer to this somewhere. Why, George? But, uh, but I took an elder millennial screenshot, which is a picture of my TV with the phone, not a screenshot from the computer. So <laughs> I'll tweet that from the at no hugging uh, Twitter account very soon. Or, or it's already there. I forgot. It's already there. Yeah, it's already there. I mean, it's okay. not, but it will be. <laughs> you know what I mean, Ted? As, as of us recording this. As of us recording this, it's already there. A- yeah. As of you listening to this episode, <laughs> yeah. go check it out right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm Ted and I are the only ones in this present, which is now the past. Anyway. Uh, that's all I think we have from uh, from housekeeping. Yeah, I, the only uh, the only like extra credit. It wasn't even homework. The only extra credit <laughs> to I watch had a movie, was to right? watch JFK or Reversal of Fortune, <laughs> which I did neither. Ah, no, I don't it. know how. Like they're not streaming anywhere. I know. I, don't I think. know. You got to rent. You got to spend two or three dollars to get to see Reversal of Fortune. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I might spend that on JFK. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't. Right. Know. Right. <laughs> 
But also, digital movie rentals are a lot more expensive than they should be. Yeah, that's true. Like I said two or, or three bucks. Seven bucks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I why? I don't know. I'm literally just accessing a file for a period of 24 hours. There's not even yeah. like an exchange of like a disc yeah. in place or anything. It's just you are allowing me to view this file for 24 hours. Yeah. Why is that $7? I guess that's you're you're paying for what's in the file, not necessarily the the ones and zeros, you know what I, I mean, what they make up, yeah. I guess. But no, they're charging Blockbuster one day rental prices. Still, yeah, yeah, for, for real. digital media. Yeah, it, it hasn't gotten any better since we got rid of the video stores, you know? Yeah. Wow, it's almost like there was a reason why <laughs> Blockbuster went yeah, under. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I know. You think? I know. There's going to be uh, something in like 15 years, like people are just going to like get movies implanted, not implanted in their brain, yeah. but just like a, a ray like shot into their brain. And all you have is the memory of having seen the movie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you have the knowledge of what happened. <laughs> it, it's all over in like 10 seconds. But then also it becomes wrong as you're like, no, I saw that movie. I, I have the memory of that movie. You know what I mean? Like, because I saw a movie <laughs> and if I recounted it to you, I'd get quotes wrong. I'd get <laughs> scenes it, wrong. You know, It's almost like us recounting an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know what they said here. You know? Nope. All right, moving on. <laughs> I would love that just the experience. Like, it's not even the full movie. It's like you just remember the experience of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be great. Okay. Uh, any more Any more top of the show housekeeping? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Before we get into things, uh, after you finish listening to this episode, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. And if you reach out to us, we will send you a no-hugging, no-learning sticker. You can reach out to us on Twitter at no-hugging or send us an email show at gmail.com. Quick disclaimer, we are not a research-heavy show. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time in chronological order after being a fan for years. So if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please write us, let us know, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. That being said, Season 3, Episode 19. The- See, I have 18. Why do I have 18? Because Hulu... Uh, oh, numbered it wrong. Yeah, Hulu, we talked about that Hulu, last week. Hulu numbered it wrong. Season 3, Episode 19, The Limo... Uh, original air date, February 26th, 1992. I was negative nine months and 24 days old. Nice. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry and George commandeer a limousine headed for a neo-Nazi rally. I had no idea what to expect going into this episode, but I wonder, could we already, off the bat, uh, as far as homework goes, could you look into the when this, if this is rerun? Yeah. Do you, do you remember yeah. seeing it on... I will, I don't remember seeing that. Because I know you were looking at season three uh, re- um, uh, syndication and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would be very curious to see if this one is still in rotation. Because like we were saying, it's so unbelievably timely. Yeah. Uh, do you need it? Oh, there's one yeah. right here. Like normal, we start with a stand-up bit. This one is about airport store prices and how whenever... And this is another Seinfeld bit, which just falls apart upon just a little bit closer inspection... <laughs> It's called a captive audience. You can't leave the airport, so of course all the prices are going to be jacked up. I, yeah, I don't it's, understand. It's not like you're going to run down the road yeah, to you, like the local restaurant yeah. district. You can't leave. I mean, and even in 1992, it was a bitch to get back into the airport when you left. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Even before, in pre 9/11. Yeah. So I don't understand why he's so confused. Why why prices are higher inside the airport? It, it's called it's called a captive audience. Yeah, because what he said like it's all about like the entire airline industry yeah. is about selling that nine dollar tuna, tuna sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing that, and he didn't touch on this at all, but one thing I don't have any idea why it exists in an airport 
is a luggage store. Yeah. Like, you already have your luggage packed. Yeah, you would think. You'd think, right? The only and thing they stay I, in business. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing I can think of is if it's for people whose carry-ons won't fit. Yeah. So they need to, in a pinch, buy a new suitcase and then check that suitcase. Right. That's the on, only thing that I can think of but that most would keep of the time, them in, in a, business. A lot of times they're past the gate. Too, so you have to put. You have to have already been through ticketing, and but the thing and, is, if you're at the counter before you get yeah. on the plane, they can always uh, like give your suitcase to the flight crew and have it put on like from right there. Right, too. right, right, right. Yes, gotcha. Because yeah. they, they can print off like a, a check yeah, ticket, definitely, and you can even gate check it and get that little thing if, if you're on a smaller flight. Exactly. Like out of our, yeah, yeah. So that's that's true, but. God, that must happen literally a lot. the only, <laughs> only thing I can think of. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's a good point. And that's, I think, a funnier concept than... <laughs> I'm sure that's well-worn territory for stand-up. So that's got to be a bit somewhere, right? What's the right? deal yeah. with these luggage, luggage places in the airport? airport. My luggage, yeah. You could essentially go to the airport with nothing and, and buy luggage really and could. clothes. And if you wanted to just overpay yeah. for everything. <laughs> exactly. Get yeah. a city-specific like yeah. tourist t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, okay, so we we get into the episode, and did you catch the very first talk, establishing shot? Talk about timely again. If you could show this episode today, and people would go, "Oh, there's this new show called Seinfeld." Like if you unfroze somebody and, and like explain to them everything that's happened in the last two years. <laughs> I mean, there are Trump Airlines. It, the 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 very first establishing shot of the episode about neo Nazis. You couldn't, <sighs> Ted. We couldn't. You couldn't make this up. Forget, you can't make this stuff up. Forget <laughs> the Simpsons predicting the future. Yeah. Seinfeld predicted the this future. This is unbelievable. I, I mean, I was I had to rewind it. I had to like okay, you said we're not a research heavy show, but I had to do research into Trump Airlines. They started in June of 1989. Okay. They defaulted on their debt September 1990. Typical Trump business. So wait. Well, here, wait a second. Northwest purchased the airline. Uh, they were just a couple of shuttles. They ran 727s between like New York City and a couple of other so Boston. They, so they were a like, thing for less than a year. Uh, well, no, because Northwest purchased it in 1991. Okay, and they were they they bought the planes and everything, and they kept the Trump name, but it was really Northwest shuttles. Why? Yeah, have you ever been on um, like a uh, uh, U.S. Airways, but it's a Star Alliance? plane or something like that it's like you can tell it's it's a smaller i haven't but i know what you're talking about i've I've gotten on like a u.s airways plane or something it's like kentucky airways i'm like oh interesting it must be (laughs) so it's that kind of thing okay i think so northwest purchased it they kept the name they kept the planes but then uh it merged trump airlines merged with another shuttle service to um to come up with a, a new company named shuttle incorporated in april of 1992 so this aired in february of 1992 probably filmed in 91 okay trump airlines was still kind of a thing it, but it, it wasn't was owned by trump yeah. yeah it wasn't owned by trump anymore no, they they were they they never operated as at a profit uh, from what i from my research but <laughs> i had to find out more about the the history of trump airlines so uh yeah pretty incredible pretty incredible <sighs> i know the first establishing shot who could? Who could? I mean, it's just who could make this up? It, it, you can't. You can't. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so uh, George is uh, looking for uh, an arrival time. He's in a panic. Um, it, no one. It, no one will tell him. No one will give him the time of day. Literally, he, <laughs> he, he wants to know what time it is. Uh, a guy who's wearing a watch. Uh, you know, George says, "Why don't you just look at your watch?" And he's like, "There's a clock over there." He keeps pointing to the clock. So George like grabs his wrist, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "It's right over there." <laughs> yeah. And we get a classic, we're living in a society line from George, which I love. You don't like it? No, I, I, I yeah. liked it. It was 
We're uh, living in a society, just, you know. Just a, just a callback to, uh, <laughs> what was that? Was that the Chinese restaurant He's episode? referenced it. Yeah, he's definitely said it there, but he says it a couple times. I had no idea it was as I much of a... I don't think he's said it since then. Hmm. He might say it after this. I swear we've been, we've seen at least one more episode where he said we've li- we're living in a society. Because I pointed really? out before how I didn't know it was a George catchphrase. Okay. Yeah, maybe there's a way we can go and look, and maybe someone has counted all that we're living in a society. <laughs> um, we'll, can we just search for the word society in... Yeah, that'll probably turn. Scri- no, on Seinfeld scripts or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll try that. But it's it's another great George line. I thought you were gonna say, yeah, just Google the word society. Yeah, society. George Costanza. Yeah, maybe it will come up. It'll with something. definitely work. Uh, so Jerry's <laughs> flight's coming in. He's picking him up from the airport, which we know from the boyfriend is a big deal. Ooh, yeah. Driving people to the airport and picking them up from the airport is a big deal. So, uh, so Jerry and George, definitely very good friends. Definitely very good. In case good, you didn't yeah. know by this point. They've taken it to that level. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their, Jerry's flight finally comes in. There were delays all over the place. And George's car, George's car broke down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one, one mile from the exit. So I don't know if that's a mile from the airport or like how far away the airport is from the exit. Yeah. So I'm guessing he either like hitchhiked or ran he's out of breath yeah yeah so i'm guessing he a mile walk I and don't then know. the airport Maybe. exit is normally like you get dumped right into the airport you know yeah. like most airport exits are like that especially in in new york city i feel like i don't know mm-hmm. whether this was LaGuardia or or jfk jfk but um, I want to say that Trump Airlines ran out of LaGuardia, so that may be what we're supposed to think this is. <clears throat> uh, George is saying that his car broke down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And how, we were talking about how George got there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jerry is uh, walking back. He said they're going to try and grab a cab. Yeah. Uh, but at that moment, uh, I forget who sees, who notices them first. I think no, Jerry, it, Jerry does. notices yeah, them he's like, first. he's going to be waiting for O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, because O'Brien got hung up in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't let him on the flight because, what, it got overbooked? Is that what it was? They oversold seats? Yeah, because there were tons of delays out, so it seems like they were putting people on as many later flights as they could, and and that's my guess, is that Jerry got on one, and he was, like, uh, raving about the fact that he had to get to Madison Square Garden tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they they know O'Brien is not coming for a fact, and and George even double-checks, like, you're sure he's in Chicago? He's like, yeah, definitely in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, And so they come up with a plan to steal O'Brien's limo from the, the guy holding the sign that says O'Brien. Yeah, so Jerry and George are now Colin O'Brien and Dylan Murphy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they decide there's a great conversation about who gets to be O'Brien. <laughs> I want to be I never get to be the guy and so this is all George's idea so, so he Jerry, wants to so do So Jerry it. comes up with the Yeah, why the do Dylan? I have to be Well, I want to be a guy too. Yeah. Yeah, and then George wants to be Jerry's guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I kind of like Dylan <laughs> Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Which by the way, how badly do I want to grab every time they say I'm a Murphy. I'm a Murphy and I've always been a, like all the times they say Murphy. That sounds like an awful like Facebook shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a Murphy and I'll, I'll always be, be a Murphy. Yeah, exactly. I've got anger issues and I've got Irish heritage <laughs> yeah. in my blood. Mess with me and yeah. yada yada. It's an yada. acrostic going down. M yes. is for manly. Oh, no. U is for, U is for <laughs> I don't know. Understanding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. R is for really cool. Really cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, but there are a lot just you know just because just to throw them in on the radio with ra- for as radio drops you know talking about Mur- you know how often Jerry says Murphy and stuff like that I really like it so um, so they end up doing it they they take the limo um, and George is so excited first of all a, a scheme has been pulled off which he loves yeah. you know and he he's so excited that he calls his mom yeah, yeah, yeah. on the phone in the limo and like. Instantly, he starts shouting at yeah, her because yeah. she's trying. Ma, 
because he's trying or she is trying to find out like why they're in the limo i guess yeah and he's like i can't tell you right now (laughs) but he goes from excited to angry (laughs) at the like I, I I don't even know the the metaphor I'm yeah. trying to say. It's the a, drop drop of a pin. It's drop a great of a hat, introduction the to the relation. Yeah, uh, drop of a hat. Drop of a hat. It's a great introduction <laughs> to George's mom, who we'll meet later on because <laughs> it, they just expound on that relationship. So it's a great sort of pseudo introduction uh-huh. uh, to that. Uh, I think it's George that rolls down the partition and he asks the driver where they're going, yeah. and the driver's like, "Oh, we're going to Madison Square Garden. I yeah. have the four passes." Yeah, and. They immediately think that they're going to see the Knicks play the Bulls yeah. at Madison Square Garden. Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, and they're in like, O'Brien oh, was coming from Chicago. Four passes, Madison Square Garden. Of course, it all makes sense. We're going to the <laughs> Knicks game. And they get so excited. Uh, they're going to the Knicks game. And um, George botches a JFK quote here. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. He was like, you know what, Jerry, because you uh, see things the way they are and ask, no, wait a second. <laughs> you see things the way they aren't and you ask, why? No. I don't even remember what the actual quote is, but it's something he said in one of his last speeches. And Jerry referenced this exact same quote in the Kennedy episode about, um, remember the woman who was in the Kennedy's, uh, the baby shower. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I forget what it is. It's something like, you see things the way they are, they aren't, <laughs> and ask why not. I see things the way they are and ask why. No, it's reversed. You see, the, anyway, I, I screw it up too. So, uh, but that's where that quote came from. And, and uh, okay. you know, so uh, George is again so excited that it's his idea is getting them into the Knicks Bulls game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Jerry calls Elaine. And I want to point this out. Whenever George called his mom and whenever Jerry calls Elaine, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of service they have on this limo phone, but they're immediately connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah. No ringing. He, he picks up the phone. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Like, no ringing or anything. It's immediate. Yeah. What kind of service does this limo have? Pretty good. I guess so. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, even car phones back then were doing fun. I mean, Jerry's got a car phone, so yeah. they were, the, the technology was definitely there. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, they're, they're getting off at an exit that is not the exit. They're, ex- they're like, this yeah. isn't Madison well, Square Garden. Well, this is- well before that, uh, Jerry says that they need to make a stop to yeah. pick up a couple members of their party. And oh, the he's like, like, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that immediately throws them off. They're like, uh, I immediately thought they were going to think, oh, he can hear us. Right, because George does the thing where he's like, uh, well, why, don't, why don't we stop that? off and grab yeah. your sister and have some fun back here? Yeah. Or and something. The, the driver doesn't move at yeah. all. I thought it was going to come back later that the driver could hear them all along and said and would say something about like, are you sure you don't want to meet my sister or something like that? <laughs> but but it never it never comes back around. I thought that would have been a, kind of a funny gag just to show how stoic and professional the the driver was mm-hmm. uh but uh george is getting all flustered and he says uh let's just jump out of the car yeah jerry's like we're, we're doing 60 so <laughs> so we jump and roll and i want to ask you this jerry says who are you manix yeah manix who is manix uh, manix was a tv detective who i think back in the uh, can he roll out of a moving car at 60 miles an hour back in the 70s and 80s tj hooker was another william one william shatner show about a tv detective okay um th- it was it was cool to ju- it must have been a cheap stunt to do because guys in the <laughs> 70s and 80s were always jumping on to moving vehicles or jumping out of moving vehicles <laughs> and so the manix the roll and the manix takedown i think are pretty famous moves okay. for for Mannix, yeah. But especially for, like I said, it must have been a cheap, cool stunt to do in 70s yeah. TV because guys were constantly doing it, you know? Um, yeah, but I did you like this? I wanted to point this out. You, you must have, you must be settling into the world of Seinfeld because 
Um, the jig is up. It was a bad jig to begin with. No, it was a good jig. The, they, the, just another, <laughs> I, I did like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah just another maybe, interest. Maybe where I'm they just say, starting to warm up. Yeah, to I the, think so. To this thing because that's a very that's a, the kind of Seinfeld conversation. The good jig. It was a good jig or a bad jig. I don't know. It was kind of jig. You know, <laughs> where they just say jig as many times as they can in the span of like ten yeah. seconds. Oh, uh, that that happened there. Um, but yeah, so a man they they stop. <laughs> That that's a segment that we should start doing is just the word of the week. Yeah, yeah. Today it would be jig. Um, <laughs> For the boyfriend, it was chucker. Chucker, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they do stop at a man and woman enter, and look at this, another celebrity. Did you recognize him? No, Peter Krause. From that, six feet under. That that's the that's the guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I had yeah. no idea. And he's done a ton of other stuff, but of course, a lot of people know him from HBO's Six Feet Under. Um, it might be Peter Krause too, I, mm. I, but it's K R A U S E. Um, kind of okay. a, kind of an appropriate name for playing a white supremacist Nazi <laughs> guy. It, it sounds like a very German name, Peter Krause. Um, <laughs> but so uh, he's he's very famous, and he's mm-hmm. in this episode. And uh, the the woman says that she's a huge fan of O'Brien's yeah. newsletter. We, we never get George saying that his first name is Colin. Yes. Because uh, obviously O'Brien's real first name is not Colin. Colin, yeah. So he, he introduces himself as I'm O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. And he, by the way, he's pretending to be asleep covering his face when they first enter because, because they're going to know yeah, he's not O'Brien. Exactly. And Jerry grills him. He's like, so you, you've never met yeah. them. What about you, the book jacket? Yeah, you, yeah. You, there's no photo on the book jacket. O'Brien, wake up. Yeah, got wake company. up. Just, just I elbow, love, elbows I love them. the wake up. Wake up. Uh, but uh, yeah. she, she's a big fan of his newsletter and his book, The Big Game. Yeah, yeah. Which, at this point, probably about basketball. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we didn't pick up on a- anything about. Yeah, I, I knew I was trying to like <laughs> having white not, supremacy. Like we knew so it was far. a neo-Nazi rally, so I knew the book probably had something to do with that. But I, you, at this point, I was thinking that why are Jerry and George now thinking this is normal? Oh, the big game, basketball. They think this guy yeah. is a basketball guy. So exactly. yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, and then uh, then we're on the corner. Elaine and Kramer meet up. Um, and they're talking about, uh, well, we don't know what's going on. As Jerry told us to meet here, and we're going to the, the Bulls and the uh, Knicks game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine takes a cab to meet Kramer. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just out of nowhere, how much do you make? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, we don't know like where Jerry wanted them to meet up and how far that is from Elaine's apartment. He but does I'm just guessing, say the corner. I- I'm guessing that it, it was a pretty good distance. From Elaine's. Enough for her to not want to walk. Yeah. Especially at night yeah. in New York City yeah. by herself. Right, right. I, if, if I was a female in New York City, I wouldn't want to walk any distance by myself yeah. at night. They live in a pretty nice neighborhood, though, I think. I guess. But I don't know about Elaine, but Jerry definitely does a, true yeah but it's still new york city at night yeah with a lot of people because the knicks and bulls are in town right so right, it's right. gonna be crazy one yeah. way or the other yeah definitely I, I don't even know how close they are to madison square garden That's but it must be kind of close because later because it other doesn't take are, them that long to get from elaine and kramer to yeah to the venue and other people are walking but some people are taking the bus That's to true. madison square garden so who knows i guess it's just all up to personal preference how I'm, far I'm, you want to walk i'm gonna in, say it's about in new york city I'm gonna say it's about half a mile yeah because yeah. if it's close enough to walk but far enough for a few people to want to take a bus yeah it's definitely not going to be a few blocks right but it's definitely not going to be more than a mile yeah i'm sure we got because i know we know exactly where isn't cherry on like 81st street or something like that is that what it was and i think madison square garden is i don't know it's at like 30 new yorkers listening right now are like you idiots okay so that's a long (laughs) way away that's like 50 blocks yeah i mean that's a long way away so i could understand them wanting to a take a bus but those guys were walking but maybe they were walking to the subway 
That's true. We don't know where those guys That's are walking true. to. I forget the subway's a thing because yeah, we, yeah. Live in I know. A, we live in a city with a less than 100,000 people. We live in a society with less than 100,000 people. <laughs> um, Kramer does a 360 dunk into some trash, which kind of goes back. This, this, didn't, this bit didn't work on me. You didn't I, think? I love Kramer's physical comedy, but this I saw, I was like, all right, maybe fake. We, we were talking about how Larry David didn't want Kramer to get out of control with the entrances. Uh-huh. And we, you, we don't you think this was out of control? This was a little too, this okay. was a bridge too far for me. I was like, all right, in the trash can. Mm-hmm. And okay, you know. I, it got a chuckle out of yeah, me. Yeah. But also, I'm like, okay, why? What is what is the point? What's the yeah, payoff yeah. with this? Why, That's it. Why falling. is he falling into the trash? That's is, it. Is there a bigger purpose? There's not. No. 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 It's just Kramer being Kramer, doing <laughs> exactly. Kramer things. Exactly. Uh, so we got another stand-up bit here. Yeah, and Jerry is talking about uh, tinted windows in a limousine. Yeah. And he says that it's either a rich guy or 50 prom kids with a dollar seventy-five <laughs> each. I love this bit because, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you think, you see limo, you think it's got to be Michael Jackson. It's got to be someone super famous. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and then when you get older, you're like, oh, it costs 90 bucks to rent a limo. Is that it? Really? I've, I've still never been in a limo. I think you probably get like an hour or two for 90 bucks. That's oh my, my guess. That's my guess. I don't, I don't know exactly. So it could literally be any schlub. Exa- and it is. It's, it's no one ever it's, famous in yeah. a limo. You know what I mean? Like, so I really liked this bit because, you, you know, it's a, it's a hard truth of becoming an adult. That be, And I like that he said being in a limo is not that cool. Yeah. If, if I was famous, if I'm traveling like city to city, yeah. I would want the most like boring car. I would actually probably want the car I have now. I would want to rent like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, yeah. So no one thinks twice. <laughs> or a Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a Honda Civic where we are. Or a Hyundai. Oh my god. Um, but I, I always wanted as a kid because I liked the tour buses that had like who was on the tour bus in yeah. them. I was like, oh my god. What if when I'm in a big rock band? <laughs> Our well, picture's going to be on the side. Not if. When. when I'm in, exactly. <laughs> when I'm in a big rock band, our picture, everyone's going to know when we're rolling through town. Yeah. And now I realize that, like, A, bands don't even own their own tour buses. You rent them, and the driver, <laughs> and the staff, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and B, you don't want people to know that that's your bus, because then you'll get hassled, because you're a rock star, yeah. you know? And so, I did love the line here, like, you know, you're just sitting in the back, like, Thinking there's been like 10,000 asses on the seat or something like that. I thought it was a great line, 10,000 asses. Uh, and I appreciated the cursing. Yeah. And, yeah. and he said that uh, getting into a limo is like waiting in a single guy's apartment from the year yes. 1975. Yeah, yeah. Because it's never just updated. Velour, everything, a couple of bottles of champagne, yeah. leather, leather seats. Cheap wood paneling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Just This is a great bit. This was a great bit. Great observational humor, Jerry Seinfeld. This doesn't fall apart immediately. No, no. Like, yeah, th- this was this was good. It's truth and it's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, we go back to the limo and Jerry is looking at his watch. I, I forget what time he says it is. He says it's already something. I don't think we're gonna make tip, tip off. off. Yeah. And then the guy who got in later says, "You think someone's been tipped off?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, uh, first um, red flag. Yeah, obviously. something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's an attractive woman and she is fawning over who she thinks is O'Brien, but it's George. Um, and she talks about um, his speech. You know, do you want to look over your speech again before we get to the uh, <laughs> venue? Yeah. Uh, do you want to look it over? Your, your secretary faxed it over. And so he, he's, he, you know, he's trying to play it cool, mm-hmm. but they're like, uh, I got to give a speech. Yeah. Um, so before we find out what's in that. Yeah, we go back to the corner. Right. And uh, Kramer is wondering what is the deal with, uh, or with Jerry and George wanting to be called O'Brien and Murphy because yeah. Elaine said and why do they have a limo George went to pick him up in his car exactly yeah. so he's wondering like what's going on there and he 
or no, this is where Elaine says, we don't get like Kramer's ideas of what's going right, on right. until later. But this is just where Elaine says, it's really important that we call them O'Brien and Murphy. Yeah, yeah. That's and all she knows. That's that's all she knows. And okay, I want to I wanna point this out. Yeah. We go back to the limo. Are we reciting the exact quotes from this? <laughs> if you have Do it you, written down. I, I have most of them <laughs> written down. Uh, I, I, I'll give a, a bit of a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> trigger alert. Trigger alert. <laughs> For you millennials out there. <laughs> this is exactly what is in the episode. This doesn't reflect any, <laughs> any derogatory beliefs. Yeah. We don't have any derogatory beliefs. And all. Uh, and I wrote, I did write down Jerry's follow up line, which I thought was hilarious. So I'll deliver that after. You deliver George's line. Okay, I, I, I have his follow-up okay. line, too. So, Okay, so George is looking over um, what is in his speech, and he reads the line, And the Jews steal our money through their Zionist-occupied <laughs> government and use the black man to bring drugs into our oppressed white minority communities. Yeah, and then Jerry goes, you're not going to open with that, are you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think, I mean, they're two it's Jewish so guys. It's so bad. It's so bad. They're, they're two Jewish guys sitting there reading this, um, which is, yeah, just absolutely. I mean, it's the most vile, racist. Oh I, who God, knows what else was in awful. there? Yeah. And now, like, the, they know the jig is, is still going on, but the jig is up for them. It's up for them, yeah. for sure. They do not want to be O'Brien or this made-up Murphy character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the and We go to a... There's a spot break, and then we come back, and we're still in the limo. Uh, I wrote down... Oh, I guess this is something the woman mentions about the myth of the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, right, right, right at that, though, like, George is, like, uh, a little flustered, and there's a bang yes. outside. Yeah. And I, I think it said on the captions uh like something with the tire yeah so i didn't even think for a second that it, it could have been a gunshot yeah but there's a bang and the guy we, we don't know either of their names until like a second from now yeah so it's just like the guy and the girl yeah but the guy gets out grabs a pistol yeah and he's like looking around like to see if anyone's like shooting at well, cause him. Well, because George freaked out and said they're shooting at us or something, right? Like didn't George oh, immediately that's right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's George saying that they're shooting at us. But also they us. thought it they thought it was the same thing too. Yeah, they thought it was as well. That's right. That's um, right. But he they, they go check it out and it's just a, a tire oh, yeah. that popped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh the guy says, like, everybody down, and we learned that the woman's name is Eva. Yeah. And she's laying on top of yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. And she literally just says, I'm ready to die for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. And George is like really fighting every Jewish instinct in his body to like not be attracted to this woman who is a Nazi. And, and you can, I mean, you can see it the way he's playing the, it. The guy hops back in, or he at least opens the door back to the car, and he yeah. says, "We're prepared to handle anything that comes up." Opens the briefcase, and there's four more pistols, yeah, suitcase full of guns. Oh uh, my god! Uh, but uh, Eva grabs one, and Jerry, just super uncomfortable, is just like. Nice looking Luger. Nice looking Luger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see it on his face. Yeah, yeah. Great, great uh, physical acting. He has by to say Jerry. something. Yeah, he's you like, know, to make it seem like Luger. he's cool with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is normal. <laughs> this is normal. Um, and then we cut to a news report. Uh, Jody Baskerville reporting mm -hmm. from the protest, and now we're being led into what's actually going on. Donald O'Brien, which also the I, I just want to. 
we get the establishing shot in the beginning with yeah. Trump Airlines yeah. and the guy Donald I, d- I didn't even catch Donald. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Seinfeld well, did it. Seinfeld, Seinfeld did predicted it. the future. And Donald O'Brien, the head of the Aryan Union, um, is giving a speech in public for the mm. very first time. Leader of the Midwestern, Midwestern regional, regional chapter, regional chapter yes. of the Aryan Union. Um, <laughs> and I lo- uh, this line I thought was hilarious. And also, guess what? Super timely because this guy won't die. David Duke denounced him as a an dangerous extremist. extremist. <laughs> that that's just a funny line. I mean, in 1992, <laughs> it was funny because David Duke still had like political aspirations. Now this guy just won't go away. Yeah, now David Duke is still around. He has endorsed our sitting president. Uh, it, I don't know if he's endorsing him for 2020. It, in, I, ca- in case you are confused, it is not Topher Grace. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, this, that's just a funny line. Even David David Duke denounced him as a dangerous extremist is hilarious. The, you know, uh, that's just a funny line. <laughs> it but, just really puts over like how awful yeah. this Donald O'Brien. But is. also, if you play again, if you played this today to someone who didn't know this was an old show, they'd go. Oh, oh, funny wow. line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> funny and timely. It's just still timely. Unbelievable. Uh, back on the corner, uh, Kramer is puzzled. Still trying to still trying to figure it out. He mm-hmm. hasn't put all the... He knows there's something going on, but Kramer is trying to work it out in his Kramer brain. Uh, and then Elaine runs into Dan, who's going to the protest, mm-hmm. which the protest is at some theater next to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, That's where what, this mix-up... What did they say it was is called? It's like Paramount the, Theater the Param- or something? Is that pa- right? Paramount or Paramount? Yeah, Paramount, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's MSG adjacent. Exactly. But, but that's I, why they've been saying Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling that is that it is part of like the MSG complex. Yes, though. I know there's a smaller theater at Madison yeah. Square Garden, so that, that's probably what it was called either at the time, or maybe it still is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but... And, and he's like, yeah, we're going to the protest. O'Brien's in town. That's uh, how he leaves. And then Kramer... The lights almost go on here. They don't fully. He's starting to connect the dots. Yeah, he's starting to put he's the pieces at like together. Dot, like nine and ten, yeah. uh, like of a dot to dot puzzle <laughs> that goes it, up to like twelve. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's almost there, but he still doesn't really know. Yeah, and of course, in true Kramer fashion, he will stop looking at the dots. Lay, you know, <laughs> he connects the wrong dots. But we go back to the limo, and uh, George is saying to Jerry, "Did you see the way she was looking at me?" <laughs> Jerry's like, she's a Nazi, George. A Nazi. Kind of a cute Nazi, though, I think is what he said. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know, I know. Kind of a cute Nazi, though. By the way, I did notice, so her, don't they pronounce, do they not pronounce her name Ava? Yes. Or is it, okay, it's Ava. Ava. Did I say Eva before? Yeah. Okay, I think it is Ava. I don't know how, they might spell it with an E. I don't know if they spell it with an E or an A, but Ava, with an E, I believe, was Adolf Hitler's girlfriend's name. Ava Braun. Ava Braun, exactly, yeah. yeah. So definitely a nod to that. Yeah. Um, but at that moment, they George, want to make a run for it. Yeah. He, well, George is trying to call the police first yeah, yeah. off. <laughs> and is this another part where we're doing exact well, quotes? This is where, so George has a hamstring that he hurt in a hotel tuck. We find out <laughs> that's why he can't make a run for it. He, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Because the sheets were too tight yeah, on the bed, which is true, which is still true today. I mean, I, and I like it that. Is, about yeah. I like a good hotel tuck. I really? do. And hotel tucks oh, will come up man. again. You're not a fan of the tuck. I I don't know. I, yeah. I like to be able to like move my legs because yeah. I and Grace can definitely vouch for this. My legs are always like twitching. You got the Jimmy leg. Sleep. Yeah. Ah. What's the Jimmy leg? Oh, that's another Seinfeld reference that we haven't gotten to <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Sarah Silverman's episode, I believe. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No spoilers. No more spoilers. No spoilers, no more spoilers for Ted. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. But, but I like that they take a break in this life or death situation to talk about whether or not they like the hotel talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's. Typical Seinfeld. It is a great Seinfeld bit. <laughs> so, so we know they can't run for it. So George tries to call the police. Yeah. And he's saying, we're in the back of a limo in Queens. And 
Guy <laughs> opens the door. George immediately changes course. <laughs> AstroTurf, you know who's responsible for that? The Jews. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just hilarious. Uh, and then and then he hangs up. And then and he even says something else like, oh, the Jews have always hated grass or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just hilarious. Oh, and by the way, the fact that they are coming from Queens makes me think they, they were at... Isn't LaGuardia in Queens and JFK is the one that is somewhere else? I don't know. I think LaGuardia is in Queens. So I, I really know n- yeah. nothing about the I, city. I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah New Yorkers listening are, <laughs> are yelling it. But tweet at us, at no hugging or something. <laughs> Let us know. I believe it's so much hate mail next week. <laughs> um, so, and then, you know, George wants to continue his conversation on how to get out of this with Jerry, but uh, Peter Krause won't leave the limo. Yeah. Also, we learn that the guy's name. Is Tim. Tim. So we have a Murphy and a Tim in this episode. How about that? I mean, a fake Murphy. Currently in this limo. Yeah, yeah. Tim (laughs) and a Murphy. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. So he goes on a little funny power trip as O'Brien. I I didn't write down any of this, but I like it very. I I liked it a lot where he's like, you know, and um, who's the head of the Aryan Union? You or me? Uh, you, me. Uh, and who made uh, hate mongering and fascism uh, and Vogue? Once? I don't even remember what he says, but he's like, yeah, that's me. So uh, why don't you get out the limo or something like that? He goes on a little power Jesus. trip on Tim. Uh, and then George comes up with another plan, and that's to go pick up Elaine and Kramer mm-hmm. and then just get out and walk away. They can't shoot us in the middle of the city. And, and Jer- <laughs> Jerry's like, oh, that's a great idea. No one's ever been shot in the city before. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They can't, no one's ever been shot in the city. And he does an eye roll. And uh, so that was great. And now back on the corner, um, Kramer and uh, comes up with the theory that Jerry is Donald O'Brien. Because he's so clean and organized. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So he must that, be a Nazi. He's, yeah. he's regimented. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the factor that yeah. makes Jerry a Nazi, is he's I mean, clean and organized. Being clean and efficient is a stereotypical German thing. I will give Kramer that. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, being uh, everything orderly, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I feel like that's a German stereotype. So yeah. I, I feel like that's why he jumped right to that. Um, but here's where the bad ADR was, by the way. He's yelling at Elaine, and you see the back of his head, but it's one of those times in movies and TV where you see the back of someone's head, and their mouth is not make matching up with the words really his jaw is going up and down and it's not matching up it's bad adr bad bad <laughs> uh, i didn't catch that yeah if you if you get a chance you can go back and, and look this is where i really noticed it um I, a bad adr sticks out to me for some reason i i, I despise it so I, I really noticed that back in the limo uh george they're they're riding they're rolling again did you notice what george was whistling here <laughs> No, what was he whistling? If I was a rich man from Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, my God. The most Jewish of all Broadway musicals. <laughs> um, so that's hilarious. And then this is where Tim, the Nazi Tim. N- uh, N- Nazi Tim. Nazi Tim um, starts talking about how you don't look like an O'Brien. And how Jerry doesn't look like a Murphy, for that matter. Um, but uh, Jerry starts going into that his parents were, were from Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, in the middle of... Just saying this, he slips into an Irish accent, yeah, or what yeah. he thinks oh, is an Irish a beautiful, accent. Oh, uh, beautiful, whatever he says. They, they, they came over because of the cereal famine, yeah. and then they couldn't get a bowl anywhere. Yeah, cereal famine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like that it, it, he starts talking about the peat. Ah, the peat, the smell of the peat. Um, and Tim, rightfully so, says, uh, peat is an Irish thing, but it's it's more associated with Scotch and Scottish you yeah. know, people. He's like, sounds Scottish. And Jerry goes, we were right on the border. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, we're back on the corner with Elaine and Kramer, and Kramer thinks that Jerry is... He, he's past the idea of Kramer being Donald O'Brien. Yeah. He's past the idea of Jerry being O'Brien now. Because Jerry's not a Nazi. 
He's like, all right, well, Jerry. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the, now, Elaine, he, yeah. now he thinks that Jerry is in the CIA and he's trying to infiltrate the Aryan Union. Now it makes sense. And that George is part of it because there's no real person who can act the way he does. It's all a cover. Exactly. <laughs> it's all a cover. Yeah, yeah, tra- George is not even a real person. Yeah, he's traveling. Jerry's traveling all the time. It's perfect. You know, I mean, it's the perfect <laughs> cover. Um, George and Jerry probably know who killed Kennedy, is what he said. <laughs> so another Kennedy reference this episode. Uh, he does say he's in there with Helms and Hunt and Liddy. Yeah. I, I don't, is that a reference to something? Helms so, and Hunt, I don't know. G. Gordon Liddy, I know, was one of the, maybe the only guy who went to jail for Watergate. One okay. of the Watergate uh, So Helms and Hunt guys. might be more Watergate, or, or at least very scandalous political figures. Yeah, political spies in okay. some way or something, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, at this point, Jerry and George pull up. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Elaine and Kramer get picked up. And they're immediately like chased by the onlookers yeah. from the bus station. Somebody overhears someone say, "O'Brien, O'Brien, get him!" Yeah, how though? Like, I don't. There, someone there says no O'Brien. One, there was no one saying it. Someone did say like Elaine or George or something like that. Someone said O'Brien, and and someone <laughs> overhears it from the bus station. There's no way they could have overheard it. I I'll give you that because yeah. it was said in. In very in like face to face conversation, very close together. So um, yeah, but someone they they run over and they start attacking the limo. Um, and in the limo, the phone rings, and Kramer picks it up, of course, because when a phone rings, no matter where he is, Kramer picks it up, which mm-hmm. I love that you know in Jerry's apartment or wherever. Um, and it's for Ava, which by the way I wrote with an A here. I don't know why. I guess because oh. they were saying it. I don't. I don't think I. Did, I think I just did it that way because of phonetics. Maybe, but yeah, he he says. That's for Ava, and yeah. he, he looks around, <laughs> knowing <laughs> that there's only two women in the limo. One, one of them he knows that is named Elaine, yeah. and he's like, oh, who? Who, who here is named Ava? It's for Ava? Yeah. And she's, it, it's me. It's for yeah. me. Grabs it, and it's O'Brien. It's O'Brien. Yeah. And then the guns come out. <laughs> guns drawn. Uh, back at the theater, with at the news report, uh, protesters are, um, sort of like the news report, what is it, merges into the actual episode. Uh-huh. And, and protesters start rocking the car back and forth now that they're pulling up to the theater where it's going to happen. Uh, Elaine, Jerry, and George are all the, talking at the same mm-hmm. time. <laughs> Kramer's just sitting back, not doing anything. Typical Kramer. The people are uh, trying to like break into and flip over the limo yeah. because they know that, or they think that Donald, Donald O'Brien, O'Brien is inside. Um, Elaine then sees her friend Dan from before. Yeah, yeah. Like, through, through <laughs> the window of, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, of the limo. Yeah. And just, oh, hey. Hey, Dan. <laughs> Elaine? <laughs> yeah, Elaine is in the white supremacist limo <laughs> that she that he had just mentioned he was going to protest against. Man, so. that, that's an awkward brunch the next just day. Just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I like that she didn't try to hide. She was waved. Hi, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. <laughs> yeah. And I love that when, when they're all talking at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously really hilarious that, you know, but they all end by going, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear. Like, they all... And, they're and just it's, doing whatever they can to not get shot. Not get shot. And the guns are like... Pointing at each person, like depending on who's talking at what time. Yeah, it's 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 a great a great bit. Um, and then we, we cut back to like the news report again, yeah. and George is on TV screaming that he is not O'Brien, but he's labeled as yeah. Donald O'Brien. I forget like the cry on underneath says Donald O'Brien. Yeah, what, what is what is the the subline? I believe it just said Aryan Union or leader of the Aryan Union or okay. something like that. I, I didn't yeah. know if it said like known racist. <laughs> Or yeah. something. I think it just said leader of the well, Aryan Union it, or something like that. Do you that. remember uh, the guy who got fired from a Pittsburgh yes. station? Known uh, cheater. Yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> known cheater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it would have been a Donald O'Brien's official title. Um, yeah, but he's screaming to Jerry, tell them I'm not O'Brien. 
Uh, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Uh, uh, except we get one more stand-up bit. Exactly. And I, I, I didn't point it out at all through the episode because I, I found like one or two that would be okay. But this, at the very end of the episode, is what I want to use for the cover art. Because oh Jerry's God. talking about the formal versus the casual, casual Heil. Heil. Yeah, yeah. And he does the formal He Heil. does the real Sig Heil. He does the real one. Yeah, yeah. And yikes. <laughs> but again, he's Jewish, you know? So I feel like it's he extra is, funny. He is, but out of context, he's a white oh. guy doing a Sig Heil. Yeah, a picture of that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know... And that is exactly why yeah. I'm going to screen cap it and make it the cover art. And this is a fu- this is a hilarious bit, too. Like, a great, you know... Uh, speaking truth to people who wish they had power, really. I can't even say speaking truth to power, but I love making fun of people who are as wrong-headed but as stubborn as white supremacists and Nazis. <laughs> like, I would love... Uh, I just think this is so funny. A Jewish man making fun of their salute. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just love that. Just, I, just, on, its, just on its face, it's mwah, delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's a funny bit, too. Yeah. Like, the, and like, around the office, oh, Heil, yeah, is the coffee ready yet? Heil, yeah, Heil. <laughs> just doing the hand Heil. And then, but I, I, I thought... It's a funny bit, because... How did they differentiate between when they exactly, used the formal yeah. and the casual Heil? Oh it's just hilarious and a great button on one of my favorite episodes of the season. I laughed. I mean, I just I just thought it was so funny. And I wonder if five years ago I would have thought it was as funny as I did. Probably. Probably. You think so? I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I wonder. I wonder. It's funny to like think, would this have held up five years ago? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think five years ago, yeah. it kind of would have been... Uh, more taboo because yeah. five years ago we thought Nazis were gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> five years ago, yeah, it was still a very underlying thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Not many people knew this was going on. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. It Present be... day, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Nazis are a real thing again. Yeah, but is it time? Is it? Would it have been? Would the would the lack of timeliness made it make it any less funny? I don't know because I can't tell you the last time I saw this episode. But this was this was a delight. I was just I would just I loved it front to back. You know, <laughs> there was after that first lackluster stand up bit, which in and of itself was fine because airport prices are high. Yeah, it, this it's was fine a great for what episode. It was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did. By the way, uh, do you have anything else for this episode? No, I, just our end of show stuff. I was curious. I just had to look up David. Duke again after this and see where David Duke was in his life in 1992. So he ran for president in 1988 as a Democrat. What? Really? Oh, he ran for president twice, Ted. In 88 as a Democrat and in 1992 as a Republican. And he eventually... so He he was known as the leader of the KKK at both times? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I know. Um, Yeah, he was known as the former Grand Wizard of the KKK. Might have even been Grand Wizard in 92. I didn't go that far into it. Yeah, he might have even been the current acting Grand Wizard. Um, But so I thought it was weird that he ran in 88 as a Democrat. And then he realized, oh, I, I guess 1992, I'll try it as a Republican. But thank God, even back in 92. Now it'll work. This time will be different. He didn't make it too far. Luckily, back in 1992, we, you know, we still had a bit, some of our wits about us. And, and uh, you know, it was pretty much seen as a joke. Where, where he did, did make it into where, the Louisiana state legislature. That's the only elected <laughs> office I could find that he held. He had several other failed political attempts. He ran for Senate in 2016. Really? Yeah, U.S. Oh, Senate. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, but, in, in, but he was in the middle of a presidential campaign. When they made this joke. You know what I mean? So he ran in 92. Yeah. This was 1992. November was right around the corner. The presidential election yeah. was 
you know, he it, I don't it, know if he was, it was he, ramping up. Yeah, I don't know if he maybe he wasn't even still in the race at this point, but he had but just the primary was coming soon if it hadn't already happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he yeah, so he had already had a yeah he was in the middle of a presidential campaign yeah. so that was a timely joke even back then but I, I was just curious about that so that's all i got all right did you think of anything for a better description <sighs> what is it again let's hear it jerry and george commandeer a limousine headed for a neo-nazi rally i'd like to drop the neo-nazi rally because yeah. i think that would be a hilarious surprise oh it's a great reveal yeah because yeah. i like you know george downplaying how he's like never forget it's it's just a game he was like just a game sir you are so humble uh but don't forget like you said in the epilogue, the fate of the entire earth rests on the outcome of this game yeah, or whatever I, it was. I, I, wish I, I wish that I didn't know that they, yeah, were, that they exactly. were Nazis. Yeah. The, I, so From the beginning. Jerry and George commandeer a limo that hijinks ensue. George's car breaks down while picking, picking up Jerry from the airport, causing them to commandeer a limo. Is that too long? It's not. It's pretty much the only, only the first two minutes of the episode. It's not too long, but I feel like we can even get rid of George and Jerry. George's car breaks down. Jerry Jerry and George George commandeer a limo. limo. Yeah, but I would like some sort of hilarity ensues. Like (laughs) George and Jerry commandeer a limo. I feel like we got to come up with something better than hilarity ensues. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to like, you know, and commandeer a limo and get caught up in a case of mistaken identity. Yeah, how about that? How about that? All right. All right. Awesome. And uh, what was what was our homework? I got the. I want to check and see if this is in, in syndication. I would love yeah. to know <laughs> that. And I want to go back and check this bad ADR. Yeah, bad ADR. And I think that's about it. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we got next episode is going to be season three, episode twenty, the Good Samaritan. Oh. Uh, original air date March fourth, nineteen ninety two, and we are we're recording this on March fourth. By the way, that's weird. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> and with this episode, we go back to the novel of oh, episode boy. description oh, lengths. <clears throat> Jerry witnesses a hit and run and tracks down the driver, but his good intentions get sidetracked when he discovers she's a beautiful woman. And willing to go out with him. Oh, the driver is a beautiful woman. Interesting. And, and I want to point out, like, the grammatical error in this. And, and willing to go out with him. Not dr- and is willing. Well, the, the is is already... In, the, the driver is a woman. Did, and it, When, when and he willing- discovers she's a beautiful woman, dash, dash, and willing to go out with him. Yeah, the she's. Okay, I guess she is. She is a beautiful woman. It's still reads and willing to go out. It still with him. reads like it's very clunky to say. Yeah, you, you could have taken out. She is. A, she's a beautiful woman willing to go out with him. Yeah, yeah, true. You could take out. You could just take that all out. Take out the end. I, I mean, still, this thing's like an yeah. essay in length. <laughs> and I don't really remember much of what this episode's about, so I'm excited. All right, so we'll get into that next week. Yeah, make sure you tweet at us and send us an email, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. L- links are in the description at No Hugging on Twitter, No Hugging No Learning Show at gmail.com. So for No Hugging, I'm Tim Murphy. Uh, no Hugging No Learning. What'd I say? Just No Hugging. Oh, for No Hugging No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. <laughs> and I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.